music is an essential, since the comprehension of sweet sound is our most indefinite conception. Music, when combined with a pleasurable idea, is poetry. Music without the idea is simply music. Without music or an intriguing idea, color becomes pallor. Man becomes carcass. Home becomes catacomb. And the dead are but for a moment motionless. We are the music makers, and we are the dreamers of dreams. I finally tapped into that spirit of self-destruction that makes rock and roll the king of music. All right, let's pray. God of rock, thank you for this chance to kick ass. We are your humble servants. Please give us the power to blow people's minds with our high-voltage rock. In your name we pray. Amen. While you were gone, these spaces filled with darkness, the obvious was here. saying a big hello to all intelligent life forms everywhere. And to everyone else out there, the secret is to bang the rocks together. Hello and welcome to another edition of Soundscape. My name is Woody Harris. And I'm Susie Harris. And we'll be taking you through the next four hours of uh, train music. That's right, We're uh, our theme this week is the train ride. And uh, I would say that uh, almost every form of musician has done songs about trains, and I don't know what, why they hold such a place in our memory and our history, except for the fact that they were probably the most important piece of transportation that ever came out of the 19th century. Was it 19th century we started to get trains? I think so. Um, so, and, and besides which, you know, as far as establishing a beat pattern, the sound of the chugga-chugga-chugga-chugga probably establishes a really good beat pattern for almost any music. Um, so we started off there with Banco de Gallo and Last Train to Lhasa, and uh, we'll be taking uh, basically a very long train line for, for this show. Uh, we will stop at the Bronze Ballet. We will stop and uh, go into Susie's Corner. And we'll stop and listen to some new music all along the way, but for now, we're going to keep the journey going for you. Uh, this is, uh, did I say what we opened with? No, you did not. We opened with Banco de Gaia and tr- Last Train to Lhasa. Some nice techno there for you. And uh, now we're going to move on into Transatlantic with Mystery Train. And uh, we hope you enjoy the ride. Hope it's not a train wreck. <laughs> all aboard!
shuffling madness of the locomotive breath runs the all-time listen and long to his death when it feels a piston's creeping steam breaking on his brow Sometimes things get frozen. <laughs> the train has been a metaphor for many things. There we have uh, Ian Anderson and Jethro Tull substituting it for uh, talk about uh, addiction. 
I don't know if it's heroin. I think it's heroin addiction we're talking about there. Um, could be coke addiction. I don't know. Anyway, um, as metaphors go, of course, the train is constantly a metaphorical vehicle. Of course, Freud said that a train was uh, representative of uh, penis. I guess you got the uh, idea that the, you look at the picture of the train going into the tunnel and uh, it's got all kinds of sexual overtones. My trains and my dreams are all in cities. I don't know if... Or, or amusement parks. I don't know if what Freud would say about that. <laughs> Your train is an amusement park. Well, they're almost always in amusement parks and they're a means to get somewhere. But where is always some other some other place in the amusement park almost? Always. So uh, that set started with uh, Transatlantic's Mystery Train. Eric Norlander did Long Ion Train. And Jethro Tull did a live version of Locomotive Breath from the Aqualung Live CD. And uh, every so often we're going to stop in uh, a siding. For those who don't know what a siding is, that's kind of like a stopover for a train. And, uh, right? That's what a siding is, right? I don't know. I don't think it's a station. Um, but it's a siding. It's like a, I think you pull off to the side so another train can pass or another train can go through. Okay. So we're at a siding. Um, and during the siding, we're going to listen to some more contemporary, um, progressive music from the last year and a half to two years uh and we're going to start with the band mars hollow who uh only fairly recently like maybe in the past two months uh sent us a copy of their debut album which is called mars hollow and uh, we're going to hear a track called midnight and our background to this evening today whenever you're listening to this comes from stan getz and Gilberto gets Gilberto. I don't Bebel. actually know. How, how, no, it's not Bebel. Okay. It's uh, mer- her mom. Oh. Joao. Okay. You know, as if I can actually pronounce it. <laughs> um. Very cool CD. Anyway, moving on to Mars Hollow. This is Midnight.
was a nice set of new music for you. We heard uh, we heard from Mars Hollow with Midnight from their debut album, as far as I know. Uh, Sazigi after that with Dialectic. That comes from their newest album, which is called Realms of Eternity. And after that, Anathema and Everything, which comes from their newest album, We're Here Because We're Here. And you can check out Anathema on K-Scope Records. That's the same label as uh, Porcupine Tree. Uh, much more to come from that album in the near future. So I was doing a little research during the break there, or during the time that the music was playing. Break for me, music for you. Uh, and I was, I was research on trains, basically, and, uh, you know, of course, trains have been using all forms of power we've had steam. We actually had started, trains started with being pulled by horses. And then later on, we had steam and uh, coal and uh, moved on into diesel later on. But the fastest trains are the high speed rails. Uh, looks like in Beijing, the inner city rail uh, moves at 350 kilometers per hour. And the fastest train, although not used in, like, commercial enterprises so far, is France's TGV, which is uh, something I probably can't say. Train à grande vitesse, which is, uh, it it moves at 574.8 kilometers per hour. That's 357.2 miles per hour. And the fastest trains are the maglev trains, uh, which Shanghai has a maglev train that opened in 2003. And it moves at about 430 kilometers per hour, which is 267 miles per hour. Bullet trains, basically, that uh, get you very quickly from one place to another. And uh, in short distances, like less than 500 kilometers or so, um, the uh, the efficiency of it is much more energy-saving than say a plane ride but once you get past that 500 then you're kind of needing to go back to the train again interesting stuff interesting stuff all right um let's see here uh we're gonna move into another train set um for you which is going to begin with david bowie's station to station i never realized that that was about train stations. In fact, it's only recently that I listened to it and I'm like, hey, that sounds like a train sound. You learn something new every day. Every day. It is indeed a train sound, and uh, this whole set will be a station-to-station set, so we'll consider ourselves ourselves in one station now, although we were in a siding before. The physics of this train ride are all screwy, (laughs) but... uh, We'll be going station to station for this set, starting with David Boy and station to station from the album. Station to station. Here we go. David Boy. For you. Right now. Here it is. C train sound. I used to think it was radio stations.
right on top of a moving train is not looking good for an area villain. It's the Onion Radio News. This is Doyle Redland reporting. Spectators on the scene report that a mortal battle atop a speeding train between Dr. Ludwig von Nuclear and arch-rival Captain Incomparable is not going well for the crazed scientist. We go now live to the Onion Chopper, where Janet Rivley is close to the action. Janet, can you tell us what you see? Doyle, Dr. von Nuclear has not found his arch-rival, but he's facing the wrong direction to see a fast-approaching bridge. Do you think he'll turn around in time to save himself? Too early to tell, Doyle. Thank you, Janet. We can only hope that Von Nuclear is defeated in time for a Captain Incomparable to defuse the mega-plutonium activator and save America. Doyle Redland for The Onion Radio News.
Time flies, no spreading 
How you doing over there? I'm good. Had some nice lunch while we listened to some fantastic music. So yes, woohoo! Very good lunch. Um, let's see here. Uh, that set started with David Bowie's "Station to Station." After that, Jeff Beck "Stand on It." Now Jeff Beck, uh, the song is not particularly about uh, train travel, but Jeff Beck has a particular style. Such that almost on all of his songs, he always sounds like a train. I just, uh, I realize we just listened to it, but just, I mean, pay attention real quick. Just, when I, when I first heard, uh, I don't think I really paid much attention to Jeff Beck until I heard, um, Amused to Death by Roger Waters. And, uh, someone pointed out to me that Jeff Beck had a style like a train. And then I started paying attention to all the Jeff Beck songs I heard, and sure enough, it sounded like a train. Like it had the same kind of beat and style. So anyway, that's uh, that's the Jeff Beck deal. Uh, we might hear some more of him later on, because he does such a perfect job of it. Uh, after that was Blue Drift with Nuclear Train. Is it nuclear or nuclear? Nuclear. Nuclear. Nuclear, no. nuclear Train. That comes off their album Mariner. After that, The Onion with the fight on top of the moving train not going so well. Doobie Brothers did long train running. And finally, sandwiching the whole thing, Maze of Time, Station to Station. Their version of, well, their same title as David Bowie, but not the same song, obviously. 
So, uh, Station to Station by David Bowie. Yes, it is a train that is uh, at the beginning. However, for Bowie, the reason of calling it Station to Station was about the Stations of the Cross. True story. Um, yeah, this was a particular time in David Bowie's life. He was a uh, coke fiend. He had just finished uh, the movie The Man Who Fell to Earth. And, uh, of course, the cover shows the picture uh, from the movie. And uh, he was told he was going to be able to do the soundtrack for that movie, but that didn't happen. But uh, to many people, Station to Station marks the end of a David Bowie era and the beginning of another. And his focus became more on, well, just a very different style of music uh, at the time. Um kind of oriented towards Krautrock. He had uh, gotten quite a uh, head full of steam listening to bands like Kraftwerk. And uh, he was also in the midst of his Crowley phase and he, he lived in a house that uh, where he was in fear of Jimmy Page. And, um, and, and I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. He was receiving secret messages from the Rolling Stones having a semen stolen by witches, My. seeing bodies fall past his window, living in a house full of ancient Egyptian artifacts, and his quote about the place, this is in L.A., actually this is Bowie would later say of L.A., the fucking place should be wiped off the face of the earth. <laughs> yes. So he, he basically created the thin white duke as the model for his... Uh, character on station to station and then kind of continued after that but the model is kind of the uh, Aryan Superman a mad aristocrat um, the Duke was a nasty character according to Wikipedia and according to Bowie himself so there's a little history on uh, David Bowie's station to station now this next set of music is going to be our history lesson for the week. And in this case, the history lesson, well, it's a little bit of a history lesson as well as being a progressive rock history lesson. The music we're going to listen to is from the Bronze Ballet, also known as Il Balletto di Bronzo, one of the Neapolitan bands of the Italian prog scene that were coming up in the 70s and uh, certainly thought of as one of the one of the best Italian bands coming up in the 70s, although they didn't make many albums. Uh, they had done an album called Serio 2222, but that was completely a psychedelic venture and nothing as progressive as what we're about to hear. But their second album was called Ys, spelled Y-S, and uh, it was basically about a legend of, a, of an island or a, a, a city that was built below the uh, sea level, although in some stories it was an, a, a city built in a dry location and later on uh, the Breton coast gave way and, and destroyed it. Um, but, however, whichever way you look at it, um, it was this beautiful, impressive city, probably akin to, like, Atlantis, and, uh, the, um, the Lady Dahut, D-A-H-U-T, um, organized orgies and had the habit of killing her lovers when the morning broke. Uh, yeah. Okay. So one day a knight came in, and the knight spent the night with her, and a storm broke out in the middle of the night. You could hear the waves smashing against the gate and the bronze walls, 
And Dahat said to the knight, you know, let the storm rage. The gates of the city are strong. And it's King Grodlon, my father, who owns the only key attached to his neck. And the knight basically said, you know, your father's asleep. You can take the key. And Dahat stole the key from her father and gave it to the knight, who turned out to be the devil. Ooh. Um, and the devil then opened the gate. In another version of the story, it was a wine besotted Dahat who opened the gate. But uh, after opening the date, gate and uh, King Gredlon and his daughter on his magical horse and uh, St. Wenwillow, as if I'm pronouncing that correctly, approached them and told Gredlon to push back the demon sitting behind you. And Gredlon finally pushed his daughter into the sea, who then became a mermaid. Interesting stuff, and I'm not sure how much of it applies to the Italian-based East from Iboletto de Bronzo, but it is a album about the land of East, the city of East. So, uh, yeah, maybe I should get the lyrics to the uh, album, but since they're Italian, I, I can't read them. Uh, I know that they, <laughs> I know that they um, eventually did some English lyrics for it. But uh, that one I wasn't able to find for you, so I'll keep an eye out. But in the meantime, we're going to hear the first three tracks off of these from Il Leto de Bronzo. And uh, we may or may not get to the rest of the album later on the show, depending on time. But anyway, uh, this is Introduction from Il Leto de Bronzo.
lo sguardo di un uomo che non ha paura cos'è se gli manca la voce sicura
stesa in croce senza sentire la sua voce gli andò vicino e gli parlò Quegli occhi senza luce, pungenti spine erano in fitte, sentì già sue quelle ferite e poi la luce non fu più.
Se você disser que eu desafino amor, saiba que estou em So that's the dyslexic version of Il Boleto de Bronzo. <laughs> It's uh, dyslexic because uh, yours truly mixed his setup accidentally so that secondro and tantro came before primo and contro. But you actually heard the whole album as it was released originally. Now there are uh, bonus tracks at this point, but uh, we heard in this order Introduction, secondro intro, and contro. Primo Encontro, Terzo Encontro, and Epilogo. So, uh, your copy may differ slightly. <laughs> Just uh, did a little bit of research on uh, the lyrics, the lyrical content of Is by Boleto de Bronzo. And uh, although they named it after the city, I can't see anything of the legend that we read or have talked about here on the show. So, um, there's that. I don't know. I don't know where we go from there. Um, the other th- the other thing I was going to tell you is that uh, prior to playing Il Boleto de Bronzo, we played Alan Stavell's own song called Is which uh, comes from uh, Renaissance de la Harpe Celtique. So, um, yeah, there's also, uh, I don't know if we'll play it, but there's also um, another version of Is, which was done by um, Debussy on his Preludes, book one. Um, And that is... La Cathedral, let's see if I can say this correctly, La Cathedral Inglouti, Inglouti, something like that, anyway. So that that's the story of Is and uh, sort of the story of Il Boleto de Bronzo. Now, the band as presented here, you are hearing from uh, Gianni Leone on vocals and keyboards, and he is the guy that came along after Serio 2222 and uh, sort of rebuilt the band since uh, Marco Sissiani left and uh, also uh, murdering names here Capoalo uh, who was playing bass in the original album left and he was replaced by Vito Manzari on bass um, and uh, Gianni Leone came from Cita Frontale and Vito came from Rome's Kelstrencosche yeah sure I got it right Ah, murdered by the Italians in my sleep. Oh, it was a good run. So, uh, next set, we're going to go on back to the train theme. And when we get on the other side of this set, we'll check in with Susie's Corner. But for the moment, this is Robert Plant, and uh, he's trying to win his train fare home.
The great train robbery of over three million pounds continues to baffle the British police. Good evening. However, we have here with us in the studio this evening the deputy head of New Scotland Yard, Arthur Gappy. Good evening. And I'm going to ask him just a few questions about the train robbery. Good evening. Good evening, sir Arthur. Good evening. I'm going to ask you just a few questions about the train robbery, if I may. Good evening. Well, I'd like to make one thing quite clear at the outset. When you speak of a train robbery, this in fact involved no loss of train. <laughs> which, uh, it's merely what I like to call the contents of the train which were pilfered. We haven't lost a train since 1946, I think it was, the, the year of the great snows we mislaid a small one. They're very hard. <laughs> They're very hard to lose, you see, being so bulky. A train is an enormous thing compared, for example, to a small jewel. A tiny pearl, for example, might fall off a lady's neck and disappear into the grass or the gravel or wherever she was standing, the sea even, and uh, disappear underwater. Whereas an enormous train with its huge size is uh, a totally different kettle. I think you've made that point rather well. <laughs> Perpetrated this awful crime. We believe this to be the work of thieves. <laughs> and uh, I'll tell you why. The whole pattern is extremely reminiscent of past robberies where we have found thieves to be involved. The, <laughs> the telltale loss of property, the <laughs> snatching away of the money substances, it all points to thieves. <laughs> so you feel that thieves are responsible? Good heavens, no. I feel that thieves are totally irresponsible. <laughs> ghastly people who go around snatching your money. I appreciate that, sir. Arthur. You may appreciate that, but most people don't. If you like <laughs> money snatched, you must be rather an odd fish, I think. Who do you think is behind the criminals? We are, considerably. Scratch <laughs> <laughs> up with the riches. Who do you think is the, the organising genius behind the crime? Oh, now, of course, you're asking me who the organising genius behind the crime is. You're a man of very acute perceptions. <laughs> well, uh, let me say this. Uh, we think it's a Mindermast. A Mindermast? Yes, a uh, Mindermast. What exactly is a Mindermast? Well, a Mindermast. A uh, Mindermast is the code word we use at Scotland Yard to describe a mastermind. <laughs> We don't like to use the word mastermind as that depresses the men to think they're up against that. So we call it a mindermast, a futile endeavour to deceive ourselves, yes. I see. But uh, we, we are using the wonderful equipment known as Identikit. Are you familiar with that? I am, yes. Familiar with the Identikit? Yes, that's where you piece together the face of the criminal, isn't it? Not entirely, no. Uh, we are only able to piece together the appearance of the face of the criminal. We can't actually piece the face together. I wish we could. I wish we could, because, of course, once you've captured the criminal face, the other criminal parts are not hard to find. The uh, criminal body is situated directly beneath face, joined, of course, by the criminal neck. But uh, through the uh, wonderful system of the identikit, or l'identiki, as the French foppishly call it, uh, through this system we have pieced together an extremely good likeness of the Archbishop of Canterbury. <laughs> Well, uh, let me put it this way. His Grace is the man we're currently beating the living daylights out of. 
And he's still your number one suspect. No, I'm happy to say that the Archbishop, God bless him, no longer resembles the picture we built up. <laughs> Changed. I think for the better. He thinks for the worse. Difference of opinion. Uh, I believe some of the stolen money has been recovered, isn't it? Yes, it has. Uh, what's happening to that? We're spending that as quickly as we can. It's a short knife, but a merry one down at the yard. Good night. Good night, sir. <laughs>
So there was another train set for you. We started with When My Train Fair Home from Robert Plant. Steve Hackett did Last Train to Istanbul. That is the that is from his newest album, which is called Out of the Tunnel's Mouth. After that was Jeff Beck, Where Were You? Once again, another example of Jeff Beck's ability to sound like a train. Alan Bennett and Peter, Peter Cook talked about the great train robbery. <laughs> Keith Emerson band, The March Train, and Marillion, This Train Is My Life. I think uh, the March Train is uh, one of those songs that's supposed to blend to the next song. That's always a burden for a DJ. Do you play it or do you not? Well, I played it. So that brings us to our next stop, so to speak, and that is Susie's Susie's Corner. Hey, hey, hey! Well, that was fun. You're not supposed to echo in. I. It's I didn't. I didn't mean to. Really? Because you keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's just starting to sound creepy. That's what. The, that's the point of it. That's what we do it for. So you do it to make my quarters sound creepy? creepy. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. So tell us what we're going to be dealing with at your stop. To my stop today. Well, I was originally. Yes. I'm not talking. I'm stopping. My hands are off. See? No. I was originally trying to find something about dysfunctional families or teams or whatever because I'm reading five dysfunctions of a team for my work. Work, 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 work. You can just go now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But for whatever reason, I was unable to find anything which just made me annoyed and frustrated. And so that is going to be the theme of this is writer's block slash frustration and, and, and yeah blockage that kind of thing because I just could not think of anything else to, to do so I said oh screw it well then let's try this one so that's what I'm doing you can always rely on your stuckness to move you forward exactly most of the time when I'm writing if I write about being stuck I find myself out of it again well there were three songs that are really specifically about writer's block that, that are in here okay um, Dream Theater's Wither Purple okay. Harem's Typewriter Torment and Kansas's On the Other Side. All three are specifically about writer's block. Nice. And the rest of it is just really things that are, talk about frustration or, or being lost or, or blocked or whatever. So, All right. That's what it is. So we will start this set off with Genesis' Frustration, which... Uh, actually comes from the extra tracks part of the box set. Um, It's the Nick Davis remixes. It's one of a four-part series of songs, but it works perfectly well by itself. And uh, it will recall a little bit of Lamb Lies Down on Broadway, although it is not from Lamb Lies Down on Broadway. This is Frustration by Genesis.
light Beyond your tunnel vision Reality fades Like shadows into the night To martyr yourself to caution Is not gonna help at all Because there'll be no safety in numbers When the right one walks out of the door So that was Susie's Corner. Very nice set of music. Indeed it was. I had no idea that uh, so many people had written songs about writer's block. Well, you know, you think about it, it's a pretty common occurrence. So. It is, it is. I had no idea Kansas on the other side was about writer's block, but I was listening to the lyrics and it's very obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, so very, very cool set. We heard from Genesis Frustration. Kansas on the other side. Liquid Village did Frustration Song. Dream Theater did Wither. Procol Harum Typewriter Torment. 
And Pink Floyd lost for words. So, um, currently in the background we have Getz Gilberto doing Sodenko Samba. And uh, that comes from the Getz Gilberto album, which is a fantastic jazz album that everyone should have in their collection. Excuse me. It's one of the few that I've actually purchased myself. I don't always like jazz, but this is a fantastic album. Um, got one more train set here for you before we come to the end of our show. And uh, it's going to start off with King's X. And the song is called simply The Train. So uh, check it out and enjoy this next set.
advantage of status. And you would prefer? I would prefer, though never asked before, a job, any job, any job at all where I can be myself.
So that's uh, pretty much an end for us, folks, except we're going to play a couple more songs for you. But let's run down the last train set here. Uh, we had King's X and the train. Shamal riding the magnetic levitation train. For those who don't know Shamal, there are quite a few albums out there, and uh, this is one of their... Uh, I don't remember when this one came out. It came out in about 2006. It's called Ambiguous Points of View, the album. There's a two-disc set. Uh, after that was uh, California Guitar Trio and the Train to Lemmy. And then finally, Parsifal's Eye, Longing's End. Hopefully you've reached your Longing's End. And uh, you won't long anymore until next week's show. Some sad news in the rock and roll world that I just learned today. Ronnie James Dio died today, this morning, about 7.45 or so. Um, Apparently he had stomach cancer, I believe. 63 years old, is that what? I believe so. 63 years old. Um, sad to lose 67. Ronnie. Um, 67. 67. Sad to lose Ronnie, and, and certainly one of the most important names in uh, heavy metal in the early seven or in the late 70s, early 80s. Um, so in honor of Ronnie James, we're going to play Rainbow's Stargazer. And uh, after that, we'll close it out with one last track. So uh, we'll be back again next week. Same train time, same train channel. Um, with another as yet unnamed theme. But I'm sure it will coagulate, cement, something. Something will happen in the next... Uh, day. Are you laughing at me? Yes, I'm laughing at the coagulate. Become solid from its liquid state. (laughs) That is the theme. Uh, No, that won't be the theme. It will be the medium in which the theme arrives. The theme will not... Never mind, never mind. (laughs) Once again, background music tonight today, this afternoon, this evening, this morning, from uh, Getz Gilberto, from the uh, one and only Getz Gilberto album. This is Stargazer from Rainbow. Thanks for joining us. Hope you have a great evening, day, night, morning, and uh, we'll see you next time. Night, everyone. Night.
I liked it. Oh, oh, yes, I thought that some of the metaphysical imagery was particularly effective. Yes? Oh. And, um, interesting rhythmic devices, too, which seem to counterpoint the... Uh, counterpoint the surrealism of the underlying metaphor of the, um... Humanity of the, uh... Vagonity. What? Vagonity. Oh, oh, Vagonity, sorry. Of the poet's compassionate soul, which contrives through the medium of the verse structure to sublimate this, transcend that, and come to terms with the fundamental dichotomies of the other, and one is left with a profound and vivid insight into... Uh, into whatever it was the, the poem, poem was, was about! about.